Hi, my name is Barb Nangle. I'm the founder of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery. This is episode 21, Isolation versus Healthy Alone Time. I've lived alone most of my adult life and I'm really good at isolation, or I should say I was really good at isolation. That's how I dealt with things for decades before recovery. Even though I'm an extrovert, I require a lot of alone time. So I told myself that was just what I needed. I didn't realize I was running from the world, trying to escape interaction with others to keep myself safe, to keep myself safe. I didn't want to be seen, to be known, truly known which is odd because the thing I've said I wanted for a very long time has been to be known, but I wasn't willing to do what it takes to be known, which requires being authentic and vulnerable with others. I've spoken before on this podcast about why that is, so I won't go into that here. So what's the difference between isolation and healthy alone time? Generally, isolation is unhealthy and it's an escape. Healthy alone time is rejuvenating and energizing. Here are some examples of isolating behavior. There's the really obvious sitting alone at home, watching Netflix, eating nachos, smoking cigarettes, smoking weed, drinking alcohol, and maybe even masturbating. All those are really good examples of what it means to isolate. But sometimes there are less obvious examples where we actually isolate right in front of other people. So maybe we go out with friends and just sit and listen and don't say anything. The main difference between isolation and healthy alone time is what it does to our energy. When we are isolating, we are fending off the world. So it is draining to our energy. When we're spending healthy alone time, we are recharging and it increases our energy. Some examples of healthy alone time might be, you have a movie that you've really wanted to watch because a friend said it was really fantastic and they thought you'd like it. Then you truly enjoy watching that movie. You're engaged in the movie. Or it might mean that you go and sit by the seaside and just watch the seagulls and the boats go by, or maybe bring a sketch pad and sketch what you see or a journal and just write down random thoughts. It could also mean prayer time, meditation time, doing something physical that brings you joy like yoga or dancing. Healthy alone time is taking care of yourself. Isolation is harmful. Healthy alone time brings joy. Isolation typically is depressing and leads to further depression. Just because you're spending time alone doesn't mean it's good for you. It's your intention with that time and it's your perspective about that time. I mentioned in a previous episode that I didn't understand that when I was helping people, in the past that my motivation was actually that I had a result in mind, which was to get them to like me or at least think specific things about me like I'm nice or I'm helpful. The same is true about alone time. I really didn't understand my motivation at the time, which is why I'm sharing this so that maybe you'll see that alone time you're taking isn't really about 
healthy alone time or rejuvenating, it's isolation. For me, when it came to spending time alone, I didn't understand that my motivation was to fend off the world, to isolate myself from the world and to ensure that I didn't get close to anybody. And maybe that's the case for you too. So if you spend a lot of time alone, I think it's important to ask yourself some questions like, why am I spending time alone? Am I afraid of people? I am, am I afraid for people to get to know me? What am I doing with my time? Am I punishing myself or am I rewarding myself? Am I draining myself or am I fueling myself? What's my goal here? I want to say a word about rewarding yourself. Ask yourself, are you telling yourself you deserve a reward and then engaging in some kind of harmful behavior that's familiar to you? Or are you truly rewarding yourself with something that is good for you and that leads you to being happy, joyous, and free? I ask this because I used to reward myself with my compulsion and my substance. Now, in terms of isolating right in front of other people, you might do things like go out drinking with people and get hammered. And even though you're socializing with other people, you're not really sharing what's going on with you. You're not really talking about anything of substance, meaning things about yourself, not politics or current events. That's really different than talking about what's going on with you, the events of your life, your feelings about things. I mentioned in episode four on overcoming negative thought loops about processing information with others, that a large part of my processing happens when I go for coffee with my fellows after meetings. That kind of engaging with people is much more likely to result in my personal growth than me going out and hanging out with people and getting drunk and not truly sharing personally with them, which I really didn't do when I was out drinking with people. As a busy person, I also spend quite a bit of time alone. And the vast majority of it is me refueling myself. I do occasionally zone out in front of the TV or play solitaire on my phone, but that might be something like one to four hours in an entire week. I spend a lot of time in conscious contact with God every single day, especially at the beginning and the end of the day, but also midday. And I engage in a bunch of activities which refuel me, whether I'm alone or not. An example is that I go to yoga three times a week. And yes, I'm in a class with other people, but it's almost like they're not even there. There's the teacher and then there's me. And one of the ways that I ensure that I'm, quote, alone in my yoga class is that I always put my mat in the front row of the class because I don't want the distraction of seeing other people in the front of the class. And I also don't need to be looking at other people and how they're doing the poses because it removes the temptation for me to compare myself with others, which I talked about in the last episode. I compare myself to former me, not you or anyone else. When I go to yoga class, even though I'm in the midst of people, it's a solitary activity for me. It's healthy alone time because I'm paying attention to my body. I'm being in the present moment. I'm also taking care of my body and having joy in my body. 
I like paying attention to my breathing, to what part of me is in contact with the floor, to my muscles. And I like paying attention to when my ribs are expanding because there's no way I can do those things and not be in the present moment. That is healthy alone time. If you're isolating and you're depressed and thinking all kinds of negative thoughts, try shifting what you do during your alone time. Instead of zoning out in front of the TV, for example, do something that gives you energy. Only you know what those things are, but give it a try and see what it does to your mood and your energy. I'm willing to bet it will increase it. Go ahead, give it a try. You deserve it. That's it for today. If you like what you've heard here, then you just might be interested in private coaching with me. If that sounds like you, head on over to my website, which is higherpowercoachingandconsulting.com and click on the contact menu. I'd be happy to schedule a consultation with you to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change, but I'll coach anyone who wants to be happy, joyous, and free. So if that's you, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe so you can be sure to get future episodes of my podcast. Thanks again.